Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Turn to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza, and Derek Scott helping us out on today's show. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50-plus years. Royal Pizza have 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza still making it great. At this time, we'll go into the Oilers Now Prospect Report. Derek, you just interrupt me when our guest has arrived. Okay. Uh, the Oilers Now Prospect Report is uh, brought to you by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace, reface. And we'll focus today on the Edmonton Oilers Prospect with the Seattle Thunderbirds Oilers first round pick, Reed Schaefer. He scored twice last night, including a shorty. As Seattle ended a short two-game uh, losing streak, they won 4-3 in overtime against Winnipeg in a matchup of two of the best teams in the Western Hockey League. So, big night for Reed Schaefer. Uh, Schaefer, Kevin Korchinski, uh, the defenseman Allen, the goaltender uh, Thomas Milich had all returned from the World Juniors, and Seattle had dropped their first two games after winning seven straight without all those guys in the lineup. That was a big win for them last night. They're in, uh, they got Portland coming up, who they're running neck and neck with top spot in that U.S. division. Seattle is a consensus um, uh, favorite to win the WHL title this year, along with Portland and with Kamloops, who've loaded up, and Winnipeg and potentially Saskatoon as well. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Bob, do you think either of Matthias Ekholm or Cam Fowler make any sense for the Oilers? Both would make our defense stronger. Well, Nashville, I think they're still in it. Ekholm's got three years left at $6.25 million. There's no question that he's a staunch defensive defenseman. Uh, can certainly play 19 to 21 minutes a game pretty easily and work, ease the workload on uh, the Edmonton Oilers' Darnell Nurse on the left side. Uh, that's a lot of money, and the Oilers don't have a lot of cap space on Eckhol. Regarding Fowler, um, has a no movement. Is also making a lot of money. I think he's in the six and a half million dollar range. We talked about Fowler when Anaheim was in town before. You know, he's he's from the Michigan area. Uh, is married to an American. I I don't I don't know if Fowler would be that open, and the Ducks would have to eat some money on him. 
and the Ducks are not an organization. They, they live in real dollars. So I don't think those are bad suggestions. I just don't know how it works. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. This text says, Bob, hmm, we don't, uh, let's be realistic, we don't need another left defenseman. We need Dave Manson convincing Darnell Nurse that he's actually a left D and not a forward or a right D in the defensive zone. And there are a lot of ifs with the Oilers. If Woodcroft gives Costin, DeHarnay, and Holloway decent ice time, I believe they and the team will improve. I would add Broberg to that as well. I think the Oilers have, and they might have to play 7D here for a while. We'll see. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Minor technical difficulty. Uh, I think uh, we're going to see if we can uh, work our way through things. It's uh, 145 in Edmonton, 1241 Pacific. This is Oilers Now. Thank you for all of the uh, texts that come in. Uh, this texter says, Bob, the Oilers should push hard for a deal for Nick Bukestad. $900,000, six, right shot, can play both center and right wing. Not a bad suggestion, Dexter. He also adds, I like Broberg's defense. Well, Broberg played 18 minutes last night. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, we welcome back to the show John Shannon. Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, occasionally we have a malfunction at the junction, as uh, the late, great Eddie Whalen used to say. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. How's uh, San Jose, Bob? Uh, it was okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, I haven't. I walked to Safeway. That's it. That's the extent of it so far. I had to put the show together this morning. So, uh, let me ask you this. Speaking of Eddie, Witt, did you ever do any uh, broadcast with him? Oh sure. I, uh, he was the first uh, TV voice of the Calgary Flames. So I I did uh, six or seven years with Eddie, starting in uh, October. Uh, I think October 9th, 1980, the Quebec Nordiques and the Calgary Flames at a 5-5 tie at the Corral. And that was quite the arena to broadcast the game from, wasn't it? Well, it was. It, well, it's not much different than Mullet Arena, really, in many ways. It was uh, the 1950s version of Mullet Arena. It was 7,700 seats. The broadcast booth they built for 
hockey night in Canada was right over top of the the, the bench. The I want to say the visitors bench because the visitors bench was on the near side. It was a great place to work. Yeah. Uh, and Eddie was quite the personality, of course. M many of our old school listeners would remember for Ed Whalen from Stampede Wrestling, and he had some great lines in that. He was quite the gentleman, wasn't he? Eddie Whalen was as pure a person, a genuine person, as you'll ever meet. Would give you the. Uh, uh, there was never anything phony about him. He was always in a good mood. Uh, he treated people with respect. Uh, he was fun to be around. He took um, constructive criticism. He, you know, he was, gosh, I would say Eddie, Eddie was 20 to 25 years older than I was, and he would listen it, uh, intently and take coaching. He was a joy to be around. Well, is that, let me ask you this. As, as somebody who does mentor uh, some younger broadcasters, you know, you you were the senior executive producer, not just for Hockey Night, but later for, you know, the Leafs Network and the NHL. How how open do you think today's generation is to that sort of coaching? I think some are. You know, I still do a lot. Uh, I, I I deal with uh, young people um, in a in a classroom situation a couple of days a week, uh, trying to get them to understand the the foundation and fundamentals of broadcasting. Some are more open than others. Some, some think they have it solved. Um, but it's in many ways, it's no different than, you know, long-term broadcasters. You know, the guys that uh, I, I grew up with, that I ended up working with, uh, if you could have a, a constructive conversation with them, they would tell you what their thought process w was. I would tell you them what my thought process was, and we would come to a level of agreement that would keep both of us very happy and uh, and working together. So it, I don't think that has changed at all in our in our our business. Um, you know, the, the 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 issue now is in so many ways, Bob, is what the, what is the content that people are talking about, and what are they coached to do? Are they coached to have an opinion without without background information? Um, and and th that to me is. The bigger issue with broadcasting, young broadcasting today, is you know how do they how do they cut their teeth and talk to athletes because it's difficult to do. It's not easy. Uh, John Shannon joins us right now, and my theory has always been: you show me a better way, or show me how I can improve. By all means, let me know, and I will make mistakes. And as anybody who listens to this show on a daily basis, uh, often a lot of them. But that's a switch focus to uh, Ken Holland. 610 points percentage as general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. He took over an organization that the two years prior was 24th league in uh, points percentage. They've been 12th under his guidance. He's been renowned for his patience. There is some angst in oil country, though less today than there was yesterday. Less after coming off a, uh, a disappointing, you know what, pounding at the hands of the LA Kings and Todd McClellan's squad which seems to be all in when they play Oilers if you take a look at some of the metrics uh, last night a rather frankly easy win against Anaheim called off the dogs let me ask you this Ken Holland in Edmonton pressure contrast that to Lou Lamarillo on the island who comes back basically with the same team after they miss the playoffs is it just a byproduct of Ken working in a hockey mad market like Edmonton as opposed to Lou's situation out in Long Island 
Well, I mean, I don't, uh, it, I, I don't live on Long Island, so it's uh, it's difficult to to measure. But I, I suspect that hardcore fans of the Islanders are are just as upset as as sometimes Oilers fans are when things don't go their way. Uh, you know, hockey fans in every market. Um, particularly the ones that invest in tickets or that are around the hockey club a lot and follow them on a uh, on an hourly basis, let alone a daily or weekly basis, uh, you know, have opinions. And no one is beyond criticism. And Lou's not beyond criticism. And, and obviously neither is Kenny. So I... I I don't know. I do think there's a difference in in working in Canada uh, because it's 24/7, 365. Um, whereas I think in other places like New York, there are other distractions, bigger distractions like the Yankees or the Giants or the Jets that keep people um, distracted. Uh, but at the same time, if you're a, a diehard Islander fan, you, you want to know where the goal scoring is coming from, too. You want to know why why Lou uh, is so cap-strapped uh, that he can't go and do a deal with for Nazem Kadri last summer. Those those are th- those people aren't any different in any of the markets. John, how different of a team do you expect the Oilers to be when Evander Kane returns to the lineup? Well, I mean, I think the domino effect, and you and I have talked about the domino effect lots, Bob, is the do- of, of being able to to move somebody down the lineup and put them in, in a position that they're probably expected to thrive a little bit easier and better, uh, putting Kane back with McDavid or with Dreisaitl, one of the two, um, you know, will, will relieve a lot of the pressure. It also changes, the, in my opinion, the timber of the team in that... Uh, you know, Evander Kane is a physical force. Uh, it will be fascinating to see how the wrist injury um, changes any of that, if it changes it at all. But, you know, they, they, he adds another dimension to this hockey club. All you have to do is go and look at their record uh, last year after Kane's arrival and to a certain point this season when Evander was in the lineup until the injury in Tampa and know that he has a positive effect on this hockey club. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of Dayarnay last night? Thought he was fine. You know, I, I, it, it's a it's a tough situation. I mean, even though that that's not a very good team ac- uh, across the ice, they're still professionals and they still are young and fast. And I thought he handled himself, you know, as expected. He played a conservative de- game. He understood the simplicity of what he had to do whether keeping the puck in or getting the puck out. Uh, and I thought he did a fine job. And it would be, uh, and, and I mean, when you're that large, when, you're, when you have a wingspan like he does, you can be effective, and, and his effectiveness will grow with his confidence at this level. Yeah, no question. All right, uh, we are approximately ah, seven weeks to the NHL trade deadline. Will the orders add a D? I think so. Me too. Uh, I, I, I think that that's you know I think that's what they they've been on the, the search for. But it, it's you know it's not like going to Walmart and going down and you know with the blue light special. Um, you know, there's other shoppers. You know, it's uh, you know the rush 
and, and the demand for what the what the Oilers want, and I, I do believe what they want is a stay-at-home defenseman, a conservative-playing, physical stay-at-home defenseman, um, is the same need that 17 other teams need too. And so the group of teams that are going to offer that type of player and the group of teams that are going to shop for that type of player is going to com- is going to create a, uh, a a bit of a bidding war, and so and I, I do think that 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 bidding war has already started uh, around the NHL when it comes to defensemen, and and I think that managers like Kenny are still trying to ascertain what those price tags are, in order to try to find to make the right deal for the Oilers for for this season. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll hook up on Monday. Have a good time, and when you get to Vegas, just, you know, take it easy. I know you're there for a short time, but, you know, don't do too much. Well, we're actually, we have two events in Vegas. We have a 9 a.m. on the Saturday, and we have a 3.30 with our new West Travel Group for the game that night. So I don't know what you're referring to about doing too much in Vegas, but uh, it is the second of a back-to-back. And, you know, John, sometimes you just have to gut through and power through those games, you know what I mean? I can't believe there is the second color man to fill in on radio for in the back-to-back scenarios because you might need your rest. As you can tell, it's uh, not exactly helped my beauty sleep, has it? <laughs> Take care, John. That is John Cheers. Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We go to this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. You can travel to California this April to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out to New West Travel or newwesttravel.com. Going back to January 12th, 1983, so 30, no, 40 years ago today, the Oilers hang a 10 spot on the Chicago Blackhawks. You get three-point games from Gretzky, Messier, and Pat Hughes and a four-point performance from Paul Coffey, who's in San Jose here on this trip, en route to a 10-4 victory over Chicago. Andy Moog out-dueled Murray Batterman in that he surrendered all that 10 goals against the Oilers. That would affect Murray Batterman's goals against the average. So this going back 40 years ago today, the Oilers beat the Hawks 10-4. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight. Elliot Friedman will be one of our guests, courtesy of Abe's Door Service, on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Special thanks to Derek Scott. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. Bob Stoffer signing off from San Jose. I'll join you tomorrow at 12.05.